Hey, since we're talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse today, I brought in one of my good friends, Toby Maguire. How's it going, Tobe? Hey, how's everyone doing? It's me, Toby Maguire. Hey, Toby, so you were in Spider-Man. I was in Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, and also Spider-Man 3. What was your involvement with this new Spider-Man Spider-Verse? Did you write it or did you do a voice? <laughs> I wasn't invited, so... You weren't invited. Why not? You did such a good job in the other Spider-Man movies. That's what I thought. Yeah, you were great. Ask the director. Ask him. They didn't her. tell you anything? No, I'm just All right, well, 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 what else do you got going on? What's a good project that people can check out the latest Toby Tobes? Well, I'm writing a script. It's called Spider-Man 4. So it's a continuation of the Spider-Man from where we last left off with my Spider-Man. It's just Toby being Toby. But you're older now, so is this like a continuation as far as like, oh, we joined Spider-Man 15 years later and you're an old guy? I'm older, but I look pretty young. Yeah, I know, mean, that's true. I'm 56 years old. But you're... But I can play an 18-year-old. I've been jacked, bro. Oh, you're waiting for that call. Don't skip leg day. It's all about gains. All I do is eat kale and oatmeal and a super shake. Wow, so you're a total fitness freak. I'm a fitness guru. Well, Toby, thank you so much for joining us. Maybe one day you could even be on the podcast. Am I invited? No. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science. I'm Ethan Edinburgh, and today we're talking about an Academy Award-winning film, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And we are here with two lovely people that I'm very excited to talk to. First of all, it's an old friend of mine. She's a writer and comedian, Tracy Marquez. Hi. Thanks for having me on the pod. Thanks for being here, Tracy. It's been a long time that we've wanted you on the pod. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What and now so long? the stars have aligned. Well, we wanted the perfect scientist for you. Oh, and thank I, you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, I think that we have found her. She's joining us remotely from San Francisco, or as I believe it was pronounced, San Francisco. Someone told me earlier yeah, today. That's that, the correct pronunciation. That's correct yeah, pronunciation, yeah. scientifically accurate. <laughs> she is uh, the assistant curator and Schlinger chair of arachnology at the California Academy of Sciences and the co founder of the network 500 Queer Scientists. It's Dr. Lauren Esposito. Wow. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, thank you for joining us. I just have uh, so many questions for you. It's unbelievable. I don't want you to be overwhelmed but um we're gonna get to the movie obviously i love this film i'm sure you guys do too uh well i'm not sure maybe you guys hate the movie but i personally love the crap out of it but first could you tell us a little bit about 500 queer scientists sure 500 queer scientists is a visibility campaign for lgbtq ai and more people that are working in science technology engineering and mathematics or fields that are allied with those and really what it's about is trying to build a community and let people out there know that they are not alone being queer in STEM and that it is okay to live both of those parts of your lives together. You can be queer and you can be a scientist and you can be both of those at the same time in any space. Awesome. That's tight. Yeah, very, very tight. Can I say that? Am I young yeah, enough it's to not, say? Um, oh, I thought you meant it was like a gay <laughs> gay term. <laughs> yeah, straight no. people can say tight. Oh, okay, cool. I just want everything. I want <laughs> yeah. you to tell me what I'm allowed to say. I'll be your gay filter. Yeah, well, and age. Filter oh, yeah. Because okay. I don't want to sound stupid and say everything is lit. Oh, you know? yeah. Don't say that. Don't say yeah. that, right? That's our already passe. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Good to know. That's a husband. Yeah, exactly. I don't want it to sound like that. Um, so I also watched a portion of a TED talk you gave, which I know this movie is not about scorpions, but I know that you have a history with scorpions. It was called Saving Humankind One Scorpion at a Time. Is that correct? That That's the one I did. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell me about that? I, I saw you briefly like shaking trees and getting scorpions onto a net oh and uh, it just seemed <laughs> uh, frightening for me. Well, uh, essentially what I wanted to, to convince the audience of or, or share with them was that there's a there's a whole lot of, of magic that's contained in the world of arachnids, specifically the world of scorpions, which is really my forte. I study arachnids, which is all creatures with eight legs and two body parts that live on land. But my real passion is scorpions. And mm. I think scorpions, you know, they're like spiders. They're misunderstood. We'll talk all about how spiders are misunderstood, I think, in, in a little bit. But scorpions are misunderstood because everybody thinks that they're dangerous and they're certainly going to like leap across the room and attack you. And really what we should be focusing on is that 
in their venom, they contain so much potential power. And that power is in the idea that we could create medicines from it. So scorpions have all kinds of toxins in their venom, and those toxins target our nervous systems in ways that are very specific. And we can harness that for the power of creating new painkillers or new antibacterial products like anti uh, antibiotics that are, that are not made in the traditional ways. Wow. Um, we could even find potential cures for things like MS or Alzheimer's or other other diseases that affect the way that our nerves talk to each other. Um, so there's a lot of potential in studying scorpions, uh, and maybe we should focus on that instead of how terrifying they look. Yeah, I guess it is just based on the visual presentation of a scorpion. They just look scary. Yeah, don't judge a scorpion by its shell. You stinger? Like, yeah. <laughs> Armor? Shape? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess They're not. like otherly, right? Like people see them and they're like, oh, that's dangerous because I saw it in a movie once when something bad was about to happen. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, is it a survival mechanism that they've established such... Uh, toxic venom, such powerful venom, because it's a you know it's a small creature that packs a big punch. Sounds like yeah, they're 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 really tiny. Most of them are smaller than like two or three inches, and it for the for the venom that affects us, um, the reason that it affects us is because it's evolved over time to combat predators. So they're certainly not trying to eat mice or humans or any other mammals, but humans and mice and other sorts of mammals have over time caused them a great deal of harm. And mm. that's led to this increase in potency and how their venom affects us. Wow. Okay. And you've also discovered species of scorpions. Is that correct? Sure. We discover new species all the time. Wow. So it's also plausible to say that we haven't discovered all species of scorpions and that there's a bunch of venom or potential cures for diseases that are out there. And it's up to people like you who are not scared of scorpions to go and uh i don't know suck up their liquid oh right <laughs> wait Absolutely. can i not say I mean, that I no think... you totally can <laughs> you can stock up their liquid yeah <laughs> just want that as a soundbite the reality is we've only discovered about 50 percent of the species of scorpions we we estimate based on how frequently we discover new species and the parts of the world where nobody's really gone and specifically looked for scorpions we, we estimate that we've discovered and documented scientifically about 50 percent of the species out there wow and of those 50 percent of species we've only documented what their venom contains in about 1%. So Whoa. just from that 1% of half of the world's scorpions, we've already discovered all of these potential medical uses for their venom. And so what is still out there is almost beyond imagination. Jeez, that's really exciting. So I hope that if anybody gets anything from this podcast, if they're considering studying uh, an animal, maybe consider scorpions. Don't, don't rule them out. It could help a lot of people. Don't rule them out. I already learned so much, <laughs> and we're like three minutes in this pod. Yeah, we can That's just crazy. end it yeah, right here. I think I'm good. Okay. All we'll right. see you guys next week. Door Thank slam. you guys so much. <laughs> see you guys. It's been great. It's nice been so to meet fun. you. Didn't talk about the movie at all. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> um, okay, well, I mean, I'm sure we'll somehow get back to Scorpions just because now my curiosity has peaked, but I don't want to harp on it too long. Let's talk about the movie. When did you first see this movie, Dr. Lauren, and what did you think of it? Well, I first saw it in theaters. I went with a four-year-old and he was pretty excited about watching this movie. And I was less excited because, I don't know, I thought animated Spider-Man, I don't know how into that I am. And then I got there and was like, oh my God, this is like the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. Um, yep. So needless to say, I really liked it. I was pretty into it. The four-year-old was pretty into it. And I'm a fan. Okay, great. Trace? Uh, yeah, I saw it in theaters, too, with Brett Kushner. I don't know if you know him. Oh, I absolutely know um, him. And I was, like, judging that spider so hard. I was like, I'm not really a spider head. So I was like, I'm not going to like this, but I love going to the movies. Okay. And then I loved it so much that I didn't go to the bathroom. I held it in until the <laughs> Is end. Is that the normal uh, move? Yeah, 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 yeah. I held it in. I was like, I can't miss anything. Yeah. It's not worth it. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was amazing. And maybe we all had the same experience where, because I also went in with low expectations. Yeah. So maybe that, that helped blow our minds. But I also, I don't think so. I think even if I went in thinking this is going to be awesome, it would have overcome my expectation. Like, you know, it, totally. it was just that it was really funny and the action was great. And I love the animation style. I don't even know what to call that style. Yeah. But I it's don't know either. really it original cool. and cool. It and, was awesome. I don't even know. Like it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it was very entertaining. And it made me think, 
I get your guys' opinion on this too. Like, is it the best Spider-Man movie ever? And is it the best superhero movie ever? Girl, slow I mean, down. I'm not gonna make a conclusive <laughs> statement about that, but but I will say that like when I rewatched it this morning, I had forgotten how much I liked it and wanted to like have it really fresh in my mind before I came to talk to you guys. Yeah. And was like, oh my god, I forgot how awesome this movie is. And <sighs> So I think like I reaffirmed my original thoughts. Yeah, it's incredibly awesome. And for any of my friends who don't think it's as awesome as I thought, you just had Dr. Esposito tell you that it's great. So you're wrong. And stupid. Yeah, and you're <laughs> dumb. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, I wanted to mention, because I was doing some research about the movie, that there is going to be a spinoff film, it seems at some point, uh, called Spider-Woman. Which oh, is, I thought uh, it was going to be about the pig. There is another one. Ah! I was oh getting there. Okay, John great, Mulaney sorry. has expressed interest in a spinoff of, of Spider-Ham. Hell yeah. <laughs> where uh, <laughs> he said the potential plot will be a Watergate-like story focusing on the character's career as a reporter. Oh, God. Sounds dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be so good. I really hope they make that movie. Um, yeah, but apparently there's, uh, for Spider-Women, there's three generations of female spider-related characters that would be in that movie, which also sounds sweet. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And I think a TV show. That's a lot. That's a lot of content. Yeah, a lot of content. Yeah. But if it's anything like this, honestly, I'm in. I'll absorb that. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so I, I have a lot of spider questions for you, Doc, as I'm sure Tracy does as well. But in general, did you were, were there things about the movie that stood out to you as misrepresenting spider powers, um, or or were there things that stood out as like, oh, that's actually like really cool that they mentioned that and that was really accurate? I I, I think that. Like an, my initial reaction to most things, I mean, it's not an, an unusual Spider-Man origin story or there's not there's not that many deviations from the original storyline in terms of powers. And and I think my initial reaction always has been like, oh, that's impossible, but or that's inaccurate or those things are wrong. But when you start to really think about it, they're, most of them are not entirely untrue. They're just maybe a little bit misrepresented. Okay. So I guess like we could start with, let's see, what's the very first thing that happens to Miles? It's that he gets stuck on what he later finds out is Spider-Woman. Uh, yes, but... Before that, because um, I have my notes here in chronological order as I scribbled them in my notebook uh, frantically watching this movie because I kept forgetting that I had to do the podcast. You're I was just, just enjoying, enjoying Yeah, I was That's just enjoying really the funny. movie. I was like, oh, crap, I got to take notes. <laughs> um, so first he, he is underground spray painting with his uncle and he gets bitten by the radioactive spider and i just wanted right. to, I, I wanted to ask you if there's any spiders that look like that it had like fluorescent neon legs it was like mm. a black light spider yeah college dorm room spider there's a few things that i can tell you that are are accurate here we go the first is that the, that spider and most of the spiders that have been shown in the movies or illustrated in the movies um are based on a group of spiders called linifeids, uh, which are m a mesh web or tangle web spiders. Um, and linifeids also include things like the common house spider um, and black widows. And like, I would say that the overall body form of this spider is consistent with that family of spiders, like the way that it looks just generally. Like if we really dive into the tiny details of it, it's not correct, but the general way that it's shaped, it's kind of has this teardrop body shape, which is correct. And the angle of the fangs, like spider fangs come in two varieties. They're either pointed straight down or they're um, pointed like inwards towards each other. Hmm. And this guy has straight down fangs, which is correct. So I, I would say that it's not an incorrect spider. The other thing that's kind of interesting is that spiders have like their blood, like their hemoglobin, essentially the thing that the molecule that carries oxygen in their bloodstream fluoresces under ultraviolet light. Oh, so here we go. while it's cool. Yeah. So while it's not like accurate that there's any spiders that are fluorescent, like just on their own, if you put some spiders under a black light, you can see like at the places where their joints are, where their um, cuticle, like their exoskeleton is a little thinner. You can sometimes see their blood through the layer that's covering their body wow. and it fluoresces. So they'll look like they have like these little fluorescent splotches on their legs. Interesting. So that's not entirely inaccurate. There's also like a lot of spiders that are really colorful. So we often see like, like really bright reds or even like purples or metallic colors in spiders. That's not 
uncommon. Why do you think that they have fluorescent blood? <laughs> it's just a it's just a property of the structure of the the molecule, like the shape of it. Okay. So and it's not like it's not playing any serving any function for it. It just happens to be that it fluoresces. Wow, it's really interesting. That's and wild. Yeah, in my extremely minimal research, <laughs> I also found that uh, scorpions have like a fluorescent dye in their armor. Is that true? Yeah. So scorpion, all scorpions fluoresce completely, like their whole body fluoresces under ultraviolet light. Um, they have a pigment embedded in their exoskeleton, which is like this this shell that covers their body. And the pigment is called cormorin, and it fluoresces under UV light, so like a, their whole body glows. Wow. Cool. That's intense. They're like a, basically a party trick. Yeah, it's a cool party trick and makes it probably easier for people like you to find them at night. It makes it much easier for me to find them at <laughs> night. Like the number of scorpions we've discovered since we realized that they do that and we developed lights that weren't like a car battery attached to, <laughs> attached to a fluorescent bulb that you had to carry around in the jungle. The number of species we've discovered has gone way up. Wow, cool. That's tight. <laughs> okay. Before he gets bit, though, Miles couldn't say I love you to his dad. Does anyone else have daddy issues? Yeah, why is that? Yeah, why is that happening? I'm just kidding. <laughs> what did the dad do? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. How does the spider affect the dad issues? Just kidding. I, just kidding. I just kidding. Really just kidding. Really <laughs> Thank you so much for answering, though. Yeah. And if you do come up with anything that can better our relationships totally. with our fathers, just, you know, feel Hit free. Me to, up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, messages uh, <laughs> well, independently. I mean, exactly. Most spiders have like pretty absentee fathers, so there's that. <gasps> oh. Relatable content. Whoa. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, sad. But at the same time, like some of those dads like literally give their lives for their offspring. Like wow. they hmm. give up their carnal flesh Can't to, really. to directly provide nutrition to their offspring. <laughs> Pretty cool. Or do they normally just have a baby and take off? I know there's some species <laughs> that some do cigarettes. that. Yeah. 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 So, so the, well, there's a spider reproduction is really weird and we could talk about that for like two hours, but there's all sorts of varieties. Some spiders just mate, the male mates with the female, he leaves, the female lays eggs. Sometimes she guards them. Uh, until they hatch or she leaves them and dies or takes off or whatever. In other species, the male mates with the female and then guards her so that other males can't mate with her or... Yes, protect your woman. Or <laughs> like sh ensure their paternity of the offspring. In other males, like there's one species that when the, when like at the moment when the male is mating with the female, he, he spontaneously dies. Like he just oh. dies Whoa. right there on the spot. Yeah. And eventually the female eats him and oh. then he like provides this direct nutrition to his offspring. Oh my god, I love that bitch. Jeez. Yes, get it. <laughs> get and it, the dude is the ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. You that's know, tight. Yeah. Make a baby and then like, feed the baby with your own body. Yeah. Jesus. Everyone have a leg. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone have a yeah, if yeah. you have eight kids, There's everyone eight, gets a yeah. leg. <laughs> Oh my mm -hmm. God. Exactly. I didn't know my dumb daddy issue question would lead to this. Yeah, thank this God. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad I asked. If you have any other really dumb questions, please. Oh, girl, we got time. <laughs> I'm filled with them. Um, okay, so let's go to what you were talking about, uh, Dr. Esposito the sticky uh, hair hand part. Yeah, the sticky hair hand. <laughs> yeah, everyone <laughs> well, I don't know. Knows are that we part. done talking about this bite? Because I feel like maybe we're not quite done. Oh, okay. So here's what I'm going to say about this bite. Yeah, please. The majority of spiders can, they can bite you. All of them can bite you. They have fangs. They have the, uh, the ability to bite you just like anything else with a mouth. But Scary. the number of spiders that can bite you and their fangs are strong enough and long enough to penetrate through your skin is pretty small. Like there's oh. a small fraction of spiders that are capable of penetrating through your skin. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, right. It's like very reassuring. Like most spiders that you encounter in your life cannot penetrate through your skin. Whoa. Thank God. That's powerful that's, advice. Yeah. Really nice to know. Good, right? The hmm. next thing is that spiders under no circumstances aggressively bite you. Like they are not going to crawl on you and then like seek out a bare flesh and bite you. They only bite as like a last means of self-defense. Like they think that you're going to kill them and eat them. And they're like, please get off of me because you just stepped on me. Girl, right. you got on me. <laughs> you yeah. get off of me. Wait, can I have a quick question? Sorry to interrupt. Ask. But is it true tell me. that you eat eight spiders over your lifetime in your sleep? Oh, yeah. Good question. I would I, say that that's probably like 
extremely inaccurate. I don't oh, know like, how Wait, this was ever calculated. Oh, okay. <laughs> but here's what I'm going to say. <sighs> there is no spider on Earth that binds a human, like, stinky, wet, humid mouth with carbon dioxide pouring out of it and is like, I'm going to climb in there. Wow. Because that Ooh. looks like a great Honestly, spot. A little like, why would now. they do that? That's absurd. <laughs> right. They think we're they, like, trash. <laughs> no. They're like, they're like, oh, that breath is horrible. I don't want to go in there. Like, there's nothing about your mouth that's appealing to a spider. It's just not. Hmm. Okay. So I'm it's just like a random circumstance. Maybe it happens now and then. I wonder how that whole thing got started I know. then. I feel like it's a TV thing. I don't TV know. It's very bizarre. It's super weird. TV mm, ruins There's a lot us. of like weird yes. myths about spiders. Yeah. Yeah. I TV used to have arachnophobia and now I'm over it, but that eating spiders thing really bothered me. I mean, if anybody's listening that has it, this will help. It feels yeah, like, totally. Right? I feel like I'm 100% cured. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to ask an, another quick follow-up about the penetrating the skin uh, part of their bites. Does that mean that like there is some sort of threat because they have like a disease, you know, or or is there just not really a reason for the most part to be afraid of a spider biting you? Well, so that's a great question. So like in the small fraction of spiders that can penetrate through your skin, like what is the like what what happens? And the the answer like really depends on the spider, but for the large majority of spiders, the only thing that they have that affects your body is these enzymes that are intended to bust open cells so that they can slurp their food up. So you Hmm. might feel like a little bit of localized pain, but there's nothing like going into your bloodstream that's going to get carried around in your body and mutate your DNA. Like things that that bite you that carry like viruses or other diseases that we that could meld with our DNA and potentially be like a vector for giving you a mutation <laughs> would be like a mosquito which carries viruses the viruses can hide in your DNA and come out later and infect your body but spiders because they're not feeding on blood don't carry any human pathogens oh, and so- to my knowledge there's been a single case that's medically documented and I don't know that they actually recover the spider so i'm a little suspect where a spider bite caused an infection interesting wow One, okay so ever in no history. infection not penetrating the skin i feel like they think we stink spiders are are like totally chill yeah spiders are super chill oh my god <laughs> and now mosquitoes suck. So yeah literally oh, but like also, i would much literally. rather get bit by a spider than a mosquito yeah, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely with that which is not something I thought I would ever say. Same. Yeah, I'm terrified of mosquitoes. I've got I've gotten like dengue and malaria, Whoa. so oh my I God. like really don't want any mosquito bites ever. Also, I'm like th- I'm super allergic to them, so I get very itchy. Damn, where did that happen? Like the Caribbean somewhere? Yeah, I do. I, I'm a tropical biologist, so being in the tropics is like where mosquito-borne illnesses in abundance. <laughs> okay, sorry to hear that. I hope that you're all healed up. Oh, I'm fine. That's that's like I think the tale of every tropical biologist. Yeah, just a little malaria. No biggie. Go back just home. Just a little touch of yeah. malaria. <laughs> <laughs> malaria, stomach ache, headache. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, okay, so sticky hair hands. Wait, I don't know if we're there yet. I okay. think that we have to take <laughs> one step back. <laughs> Great. Lead us. So what happens... I, re- I just remembered something that happens right before the sticky hair hands, which is that he's super sweaty. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. He's like talking to Gwen. Profusely sweating. Yep. So, well, if a spider did bite you and it happened to be one of the few spiders that could do anything, like has venom that really affected you in any way, probably what that venom would be doing is affecting your nervous system. So it would be like signaling your nerves that that you're experiencing pain. And one of the reactions to pain is increased blood pressure and that could lead to sweatiness. Okay. So you might like feel kind of fever, like feel like you have the flu a little bit. Hmm. And it's your body reacting to that like spider venom in the few spiders that have that kind of venom. So that's not like entirely incorrect that he's like profusely sweating. It is a little weird that he doesn't feel any pain, but he's the profuse sweating might might be consistent with a spider bite. Okay, I like that. I thought he just ran hot. Like, I run hot, so I sweat all the time. Like, I'm sweating now, and it's cold outside. Yeah, well, and if you're talking to Gwen. Oh, yeah, that's that part, yeah. You know, come yeah, on. Yeah. If I'm talking to a hottie. <laughs> yeah, get real. Yeah, fan me up. <laughs> um, okay, that makes sense. And, and it also kind of makes sense that he wouldn't feel pain because, you know, now he has these, like, spidey powers where he's super strong and he like heals super quick yeah. and he grew super fast he pants grew fast his he grew pants super. don't fit remember yeah oh, i never understood like they never really explained how his pants don't fit anymore i guess because he didn't have muscles before and now he's all jacked up i don't know uh, didn't really good, get into good it good point good point tv trope 
TV trope. Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go, back to the show about science. So have we come to the moment everybody's been rioting over? Sticky hair hands? I think sticky hair hands. Yeah, that's next. That's okay. what happens Sweet. next. So yeah, what is the deal with that? And and do, do spiders not only have this super sticky ability and can they turn it off like he learns to do? Well, spiders are not sticky. They don't have any stickiness in their feet. And so no. Wow. But Thank God. what spiders do have is if you've ever seen a spider crawling on your ceiling or your walls or anything like that, is they have feet that are completely covered in these teeny tiny hairs. And the hairs are small, they're short, they're flexible, and the ends of the hairs have like more tiny little hairs coming off of them. And basically what that allows them to do is to like hold on to any kind of little pit in any surface. Whoa. And there's been some studies about like just how strong this this hairy adhesion is. And, and one of the studies found that spiders can hold up to their weight plus two times their weight before the adhesion fails. So they're actually like pretty strong. So when he's like holding on to that other Spider-Man, yep. they're hanging dangling off of a building. Like that's not inaccurate. He could hold two times his own weight in addition to himself, and still stick on, although it's not technically sticking, it's adhesion. Right, right. Using tiny little hairs. And do we have any technology like that? Like, that sounds like alien shit. Yeah, sounds fake. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's there's been like a number of products that have been developed based on the adhesion of animals. So um, one of them is like based on this the way that gecko feet adhere to walls. And so they studied like the the molecular surface of gecko feet and how precisely they stick on to walls and and developed like an adhesion product based on that. And to my knowledge, there's nothing based on spider feet, but it's not it's not it's not very different from the way that gecko adhesion works. And and they wouldn't really need to turn it off because it's more like a post-it note than like a super glue. So they like stick and unstick very easily hmm. instead of being glued on, which which is good because if you're glued on firmly, when that adhesion breaks, it can't reattach. Okay. And it does kind of make sense that it's not, instead of thinking about it like sticking or adhesion, that it's these tiny hairs kind of like latching onto something. And then I guess when they relax, like in the movie... They can just let go and move on to the next piece of my ceiling. Yeah, totally. And it's like like if you think about like a really, really tiny Velcro, like even the surface of glass has teeny, tiny, tiny pits in it. Mm -hmm. So if you had like the hard side of Velcro sticking on the on the glass and if it was tiny enough, it would be able to stick on and, and stay stuck. Wow. Okay. That's cool. Um, so totally accurate. Everything that they portrayed as far as stickiness. Got it. Um, Not inaccurate. Although here's the one thing that I have an issue with. Is yeah. it why, is, why do his feet stick when he's wearing shoes? Oh, that's a good one. Gum. Because where's the <laughs> sticky coming from? Like, is it, I don't get it. Oh it, man. It, it's like, more like a magnet is is in, in portrayal than like a adhesion of something sticky on something else. So because true. Because if you're wearing shoes, like you would immediately not be able to stick on with your feet. And I, I'm such a schmuck because they show him like when he's in his own suit that he made and he customized it with those like Nikes. He has like awesome high oh, tops yeah, on. Oh, yeah, he really does. Yeah. And I, all that I was thinking was like, that's really cool. Yeah, That's badass. I want that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, instead of like, wait a minute, how do these feet stick to the building? Maybe New York is just so gross that they're like, shoes, you got to wear shoes, man. Yeah, The dude, stick will just override nasty. it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want you barefoot here. That's true. I guess you would need, I mean, all they would have to show is like slits because even Spider-Man has like the like, outfit or whatever that like covers. Like red his... rain boots or something on. Yeah. yeah. So you would need yeah. like holes in there, I guess. I feel like if you had little tiny slits or like... If you had perforated shoes, maybe your hairs would stick through and you'd be fine. Crocs. Imagine him bare Crocs. just walking around in that whole suit but barefoot. Like that's just too goofy. <laughs> yeah, too goofy. That. Yeah. No, you need little slits. <laughs> yeah. Also like the snow. The snow seems bad. Oh yeah. I can't stick to just snow. walking around barefoot in the snow. No, oh yeah. Frostbite. That. It's gotta be cold in that suit too. Do spiders do well in the cold? Well, there are some there are spiders that do really well in the cold. Like we find spiders up in, in the Alps and the Andes and in the Sierra Nevadas, like all the really high mountains, we find spiders. We find spiders in Alaska, in Canada. I mean, everywhere that it's cold, there are also spiders. Wow, because they have like them. a bunch of hair. 
that keeps them warm? Well, so first is that they like we think about their metabolism and and their metabolism is 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 lowered, so they probably don't need to eat as often, mm. um, which means that they can be more like opportunistic about when they find a meal and not need to like run around and actively hunt to feed their their body that needs all the energy. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that some of them may have uh, some properties in their blood, like like sugars, kind of like antifreeze that helps them stay active even when it's really cold. Okay. Need that. Yeah, I want some of that. That's yeah, cool. I'm not even active when it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Still want it. What about you? Are you okay in the cold, Dr. Lauren? Like you go up there looking for spiders in the snow? Oh gosh, no. I'm, that's awful. I'm, yeah. I hate cold. Same. I like the tropics and that's why I've, instead of just being a little cold and wearing Get malaria, coat, I have had malaria. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> Rather have malaria than a jacket. Pretty solid toss up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it Jackets is a toss-up. Jackets are expensive. Jackets are expensive, but also, like, <laughs> they don't cover everything. Like, you still have your nose out and your yep. eyelashes. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't know about you guys, but my body just, like, weirdly breaks down. If I'm too cold for too long, I just, I can't do anything anymore. I yeah. Can't, I just can't function, period. Yeah, I'm exactly. miserable. Okay. It Nobody makes wants me, to be around me. That makes me feel so much better to hear you say that, because I thought I was just an <laughs> idiot complaining. Okay, so we kind of talked about how strong spiders are, because I definitely wanted to talk about that. Um, but I wanted to also talk about the web and, like, the strength of the web. Like, mm-hmm. what is that made of? Web, man. Well, the first problem with Spider-Man, and this has got to be, like, the most fundamental problem. Here we go. Is that spiders... <laughs> do not shoot webs out of their feet. (laughs) They don't. Their silk comes out of spinnerets, which are at the end of their body. Like, like, so to be accurate, Spider-Man would need to, like, fart out silk. I don't know. Like, it would have to come out of his butt. That's where it would come from. Spider-Man now. Is that why? (laughs) I thought maybe they tried... First of all, I would definitely watch that. 100%. uh, But Spider-Man. Oh, that's probably, like, no offense, it's probably a porn parody. Yeah, good yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. It might okay. be. But more yeah, accurate. I've been there, done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more scientific. Is that, did they try and explain that with the like handles? Because I remember like, I don't even know if that's what you would call that, but like there's like a bracelet thing that yeah. they oh, put yeah. on. Does that, that Lily Tomlin gave them? Yeah. yeah is yeah, that yeah, like that. rerouting from mm-hmm. their butthole to their <laughs> hand? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it's always like kind of struck me that the that those little cuffs are actually like man-made. And so the ability to produce silk is not actually a Spider-Man ability. That's just like a special thing that only Spider-Man gets. But I might be wrong. I don't know. That would be such a cop-out if it's just a thing anyone can have. I'm out. If I can be (laughs) Spider-Man, it's not that good. I'm sorry. Although that is like the message of the movie at the end. Yeah, anyone can be him. Yeah, you can wear that. Yeah, just have your aunt make this little bracelet for you. Yeah, you just need a tech tech wizard. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I thought, at least in my head, I was like, oh, this is just rerouted because they can't be shooting from their butt all the time because that's really hard. Yeah, and I mean, it might be rerouted. I don't know. Okay. Well, so I'm no expert on where where it comes from, other than that it's physically located on their hands, and the way it functions is it's not it's not wrong. I mean, most spiders like when they're creating a web, they anchor the silk and then jump like to the next branch. So instead of shooting it out, they're launching themselves and dragging it along with them but there are some spiders that do shoot out silk to capture prey like they are capable of shooting out like a little stream of silk and capturing things and then there's other spiders that called spitting spiders that spit out like a glue and capture their their prey like with this gluey spit wow that's really scary um so so that's like both of those are kind of right ish and, and in all of these cases, is the web that they're shooting or dragging behind them absurdly strong? Is that like a common spider yeah. web thing? Spider silk is the toughest material known to man. Uh, and toughness is like this weird intersection between strength, which is like like the strongest material is steel. Uh-huh. It's like just the thing that, that can uh, absorb the most force before breaking. And um, elasticity, which is like something that can absorb the most force and bounce back to its original shape so like the intersection of those two things is is um toughness toughness and it's super strong and also super bendy basically like here's here's the equivalent the toughest material that we use like like in uh, any kind of substance is kevlar and we use it to like absorb impact of bullets but also like be able to return to its original shape very quickly so that you Mm. don't like get a bullet hole 
in your body. That seems like very useful. And so, and spider silk <laughs> is like way way tougher than Kevlar. Whoa. And like oh my so God. like pound for pound, spider silk is stronger than steel and more tensile than Kevlar. Damn. I believe that because have you ever walked through a spider web? You get real weak real fast yeah that's you're so true. flustered because yeah. you're you so down. flustered yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so true so okay are we able to replicate spider silk is there a way for us to manufacture this by i don't know dna yeah, how do we monetize it so i can get some coin yeah exactly well, how do tracy and i start a spider silk <laughs> business yeah, thank you <laughs> i think that there's a lot of people trying to figure out exactly that question and and there's a the, the answer is yes and no yes we can make spider silk the chemical property um, it's a liquid, and then in somehow from being inside the spider's glands that produce silk to being outside of its body in a web, the spider uses a mechanical um, process to convert the liquid silk into a solid. And so we have not been able so far to replicate that mechanical process. So we yes, we can make the chemical silk. No, we can't make spider silk. Whoa. <laughs> So we're close, it sounds like. We're like one step away from this mystery that goes on in what I assume is their butt. People have made it in kind of crazy ways. Like um, there was a company like a while back, like this was maybe 10 years ago, uh, where they transferred the gene for silk from spiders into goats. And then like when the goats made milk, there was like spider silk in the milk, which is weird. What? Um, What did it taste like? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't drink it. <laughs> that sounds illegal. It sounds like it probably tastes like a hair in your drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it probably doesn't taste like anything. There's something absurdly strong in this something goat milk. It tastes like butt in this goat milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't quote me, but it has undertones of spider yeah. butt. I don't know how I know that, but <laughs> I just know it tastes like that. Spider silk is also, like, for the record, not sticky. Oh, oh. really? Mm-mm. Okay. It's not sticky. So spiders make a web and then lay down glue on the web what so that's a separate entity that's a separate uh process yeah it's a separate process so like spiders ha- and they can do it simultaneously so spiders have like where the silk comes from is a gland in their body and they have different glands that make different kinds of silk so some of the silk is really strong silk that's like dragline silk and those are like like when spider-man shoots out those those webs and then swings from them that would be a dragline it's like the strongest kind of silk it's what spiders use to make the the axis of their web. And then there's spiral capture silk, um, which is the silk that goes around in the circle in the middle of the spider web. And that silk is is really um, soft and absorbent. So it like absorbs and the impact of a, something flying into it and captures it. And then they also have another gland that makes glue. And each of these things comes out through a different spigot. <laughs> and so they can like use the spigot simultaneously using the different glands that make the different kinds of silk and the glue to create sort of a conglomerate of glue and silk. But the silk itself isn't sticky. Wow. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) That is intense. I I can't remember like the maximum number of silks that spiders produce, but I think that the most we know of is eight different kinds of silks in a a single spider. Oh my God, fashion, work girl. Yeah. (laughs) Make a whole outfit. That's really wild. I had no idea about that. I don't know why it was just like ingrained in my brain that they just spit out one thing. Yeah. Or that you eat eight. Yeah. In your sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Or that we never eat them. Yeah. (laughs) That they think we're trash. (laughs) Wow. I just have so many uh, questions now, but I'm going to keep going with my notes here. So they're obviously his powers, they each each dimension of Spider-Man in the movie has their own kind of like unique abilities, let's say. Yeah. Right. And so uh, Miles' ability is that he can turn invisible. Right. And that he can like, he has a shock, like an electric shock power mm-hmm. he develops. So right. probably a very silly question, but are there any spiders that can like, you know, change color, camouflage, and then do any of them have any relation to electricity? So spi- there aren't any spiders that really like can make themselves invisible like Miles does. Like they don't just completely disappear. But there's a whole, I mean, almost every spider is camouflaged to its environment. And there's some spiders that like are incredibly camouflaged that look like bird poop or oh. like, oh, like God, lichen really growing on the side of a tree or like all sorts of. 
Yeah, like really, really perfectly match their environment. And then there's other spiders that are able to change color. So they have these, some spiders have these guanine crystals in their back uh, that they're able to move somehow. Uh, nobody quite understands like the physical process of how they move the guanine crystals, but they move them uh, like sort of to the side and then back to the center. And that allows them to change from being like red to yellow uh, in a single day. And that's really helpful if you like live on flowers and the flowers are different colors and you want to be able to change the hue that you are to match the flower that you're sitting on. Wow. Okay. So another spider mystery here. Yeah. So a lot to learn from these majestic creatures that I feared before this podcast. I know, same. <laughs> and then to the second part of your question about electricity, yes. there aren't any spiders that give off electrical shocks. However, there are some spiders that contain peptides in their venom that makes your body feel like it's being electrocuted. Whoa. No, thanks. So it's not actually being electrocuted, but the thing in their venom is telling your nerves to signal to your brain that there's like an electrical type stimulation happening in your body. Okay. So not entirely far-fetched. And also, (laughs) is that type of spider the kind that can pierce your skin? Um, yeah. Probably. All right. No, thanks. (laughs) Where are those? So I never go there. Yeah. You know, there's like a smattering, a smattering of them that are that that have this ability. And it's mostly spiders that are eaten really like heavily eaten by mammals. So like basically like if you look at a spider and the spider is half the size of your hand, that means its fangs can probably penetrate your skin. And there's a a good chance that it might have some of these sort of electrostimulation types of peptides. Those peptides are less common in spiders than they are in scorpions. They're they're relatively common in one group of scorpions that that has evolved them. Okay, so one fear at a time here we're conquering. Like spiders I feel way less threatened by, but scorpions still... They're still up there. Yeah, they're still yeah. up there, it sounds like. For I don't me. know. I mean, there's like, there's like 25 species of scorpions on Earth that can kill you out of 2,500. Oh, damn. But so what about, that's not very many. What about just like aggravate, you know, or just make me uncomfortable? Well, there's maybe, there's maybe like a thousand that if you got stung, you'd be like, ouch, that hurts. But it would be more like a bee sting. <laughs> I'm really afraid of that, too. <laughs> I think 2,500 <laughs> are all scary. <laughs> and the probability of getting stung by a scorpion is significantly less than the probability of getting stung by a bee. Okay. That's good to know, I guess. Never been stung by a bee. Me neither, so but I it seems know. like everybody has. Yeah. I've been stung by Pop bees rack. a whole bunch and wasps even more. Oof. Is that They're worse? Awful. Sounds like it's worse. I don't, I mean, wasp, wasps and bees like don't feel that different, but they both are like very unpleasant. Yeah. Wasps are so scary. Yeah. I've seen those a few <laughs> times. I don't know if it's just the noise or that freaks me out but yeah if maybe they sang sunflower yeah while they're flying around i'd probably be less afraid yeah i'd be like need, oh, you can sing me yeah need more animals to sing post malone exactly. songs put us at ease <laughs> yeah um okay so i also wanted to ask about the multiple dimensions uh that happened in this movie yeah but, can you just explain yeah can you, just, can you just tell us that that's real so we know that there's other worlds out there well look i'm no physicist but uh, having taken physics classes like there's something to be said about the space-time continuum and the possibility that there are multiple dimensions. And it seems like from the popular science physics books that I've read, because I certainly am incapable of digesting a real physics book, that it's possible. Like it's a real and high probability that there are other dimensions that we've yet, we aren't, aren't capable of perceiving. Yikes. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. And I assume one of these colliders, because we do have colliders in real in this dimension in real life. Yeah, so yeah. maybe we're close to finding out are there Dr. Lawrence's and Tracy's and Ethan's? God, I hope there's only one of me. Yeah, I hope there's a pig version. If there's another of me, no offense, I hope she is like has less of a life than I do. Like I hope I'm the most <laughs> thriving better. of yeah, all of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one that's better than me, I will fucking lose it. I mean, I'll, I'm going to take the opposite approach, actually. If I'm the best version of me, that's uh, sad. That part that's messed up that's true i hope that there's every other dimension i accomplish way more i'm hoping like the most con likes i could just switch lives like t and tamara yeah yeah you know be like hey let me just go in this dimension real quick switch up yeah Yeah, yeah, you got this take over um okay i wanted to if we if we see spiders in our home i presume your uh recommendation is to spray windex i'm just kidding (laughs) no is to trap and release is that is is that correct or just i don't know i guess let them live in your home rent free 
rent free? No. I don't trap and release my spiders that live in my house. I let them live there because I prefer spiders to things that fly around and yeah. I know they'll eat them. Oh, so that's true. Uh, and they like just, they just stay up in the corner and like once in a while I like if their web gets gross, then I get rid of it, but I don't get rid of them. But if you do not like cohabitating with spiders, you can catch them and release them. The spiders that live in your house probably cannot aren't aren't capable of biting you but the weird thing is here's the real weird here's where it gets kind of weird okay the spiders that live in your house don't live outside what do you mean i mean that spiders that are found in human homes are the same species worldwide and don't live in if you go out into your garden you won't be able to find them so they're they're house spiders they yeah, like they, they the... are like adapted to living alongside humans and like really like us Wow. How long has that been going on? Who knows how long, but but we do know from from some studies that have looked at like arthropods in homes that that we find like usually the same species over and over and over again no matter where you go. Man, okay. Can't so escape. If you're trapping and releasing them, you're you're evicting them from their only habitat. Topical, deporting them. Yeah, you're deporting them. <laughs> My god, where ice. They're going to they're going to flee. They're going to become refugees and try to find another more more hospitable home to live. Oh, so the ideal plan is trap them and put them in your neighbor's home. Yep, trap yeah. them, okay, let totally. them go in your neighbor's windowsill. Um, I'm done for that. Maybe ask your neighbor if they're <laughs> no. down with spiders. No. <laughs> hey, have you heard this podcast? Because uh, if so, you have should. Have you heard me on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, have you heard me on this podcast? <laughs> you should live with this spider. Yeah. I found. Yeah. No, I, I came across this situation actually a few months ago where there was like this big web in a window in my apartment. It was like really high up, and I was wondering if I should like you know make the effort go up there kill it trap it get get rid of the web and then as i was like looking at it and studying it he had i could see like a, a TV, you know a meal plan yeah <laughs> yeah he had a tv and a fridge and a <laughs> <had> sofa <laughs> no he had like a like a mosquito in there or some sort of fly or something and i was like oh you know what this guy's like working for me i love this yeah totally. so now i just left it now you don't have a mosquito I don't have mosquitoes, and right. I I'm, I say hi to him every now and then. He says what's up. He lets me know the score of the heat game. It's cool. He just ties it in his web, like the scores of every <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, he lets me know the <laughs> stats. 102, and the then, like, every time someone scores, he's like, oh, okay, come oh, on. Oh, damn, yeah. got to redo it. Let me turn my butt around. <laughs> turn my butt around, get the glue out they of here. They can redo yeah. it really fast. I mean, m a lot of spiders, like all the ones that spin orb webs, like a Charlotte's web kind of thing, They most of them like take their web down every night and put it back up like the next evening. The entire oh my web. God, yeah, I can't even clean my web. apartment once a month. Yeah. yeah, they're also motivational, inspirational animals. Now I just feel more lazy. It seems like such a tough, uh, such a tough job. That huge. I don't know. It just looks intricate. Mm -hmm. It is intricate. They're really good at it. Yeah, it's like building a puzzle and smashing it, and then rebuilding that puzzle over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, I guess they have nothing <laughs> they else to do. Must be pros though. Yeah. At this point. Right. They must like know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, the other things that 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 we didn't ever talk about are spider strength and spider sense, and both of those are true. Oh, okay. Wait. So I had that as a question. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to get to it. The spider. Yeah, the spider sense. So in the movie, they can kind of sense when. A, someone else has spider powers, and B, when there's like danger looming. Yeah. So you're spiders saying that that's... Can do that. How do they do that? Is that a mystery? Well, I mean, I don't know that they can really sense danger, but spiders can do a few things. First, they have these slits in the bottom of their feet called slit sensilla, and they basically are like ears that are touching the ground at all times. Sorry, so that's a good drag name. Yeah, slits and slitsensilla. Slits yeah, slits and come now coming to the stage. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. No, that's good. I mean, it's true. I never thought about it. <laughs> but if anything's walking like nearby, they can they they can like sense that it's near and like if it's big, they know it's a big thing. If it's like a prey size thing, they know it's a prey size thing. They know the direction it's coming from because they have them in all eight little feet, and so they know which foot is like has the loudest vibration. Wow, and that would be the direction. Um, so they can do that. They also have um, innervated hairs all over their body. So if there's like a breeze that suddenly starts blowing or like anything like like airborne, they can sense that. And they have these other specialized hairs that smell. And so like if there's a scent being carried on the air current, they can smell that scent. And, and that includes like pheromones from other spiders and pheromones from prey and all sorts of different like chemical sensory things. Wow. So they have spider sense. Spiders are incredibly impressive. 
I'm just gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm gonna be the one to say it. I'm going out on a limb. <laughs> I'm taking a stance here. I'm taking a stance. Yeah. I'm putting my feet down. I don't care what the public thinks. Yeah. I just gotta be true to myself. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, it is brave. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like our troops, be, being for spiders is very brave. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And You're thank welcome. you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, you and can go home and thank, thank that spider hanging up in your window. <laughs> you just salute it. When you I get will. Home. <laughs> I am going to salute it. I'm going to say thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they really are super magical. And uh, and I got to thank you, Dr. Lauren Esposito, for joining us today and telling us all of these absolutely mind blowing facts about spiders. And I uh, I hope we speak to you soon, uh, Tracy. Hopefully you come back and we can talk about spider women. Thank or, you so much for having me. Or the or the ham one spider. Or why ham. Uh, Kingpin is so large? He's oh, yeah. so large. And why? Compared to everyone else. In the middle of his body, I don't understand. Yeah, I needed to know that, but... He does look scary. It is effective. Yeah, that's true. Because he has no superpowers. He's just large. He seems really strong, though. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he just goes planet fitness. Super strength and like some sort of fighting ability, let's say. uh, Anger issues. Anger issues, for sure. That really makes someone strong. Yeah. And just like a weird, like psychological, like thing because he's blaming spider-man instead of what is clearly his fault i know right? also i'm sorry his wife left him because he was beating up spider-man like she was that big of a fan <laughs> I, yeah i guess she's <laughs> a big fan a of spider-man yeah like she bolted and also she i mean she drove recklessly yeah and also <laughs> there must have been something else because there's no this was like the tipping point like there's no way it was just this one fight and she's yeah, like i'm you're right. done it's death by a thousand cuts exactly. for sure there's gotta be maybe yeah. she's exactly. just a pacifist maybe yeah. they were in marriage counseling maybe they were trying yeah yeah and you know what this was the final straw is, i love spider-man and i cannot you know how much i love someone. spider-man yeah and, and how much your son does up yeah in front in my house in my kitchen no, no, no. No. Spiders are magnificent creatures. Right in front of my kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, oh, plugs, plugs. You guys have something f- coming up you'd like to tell people about. Watch my TED Talk. If you want to document, if you want to scientifically document spiders, you can do that using iNaturalist. Well, there we go. And in April, we're going to have City Nature Challenge, which is where like every city worldwide goes head to head in an attempt to document the most biodiversity in their city. And I'm going to tell you that San Francisco has been beating LA for the last like four years. So whoa, not this year, girl. Is it because LA is lazy or is there actual more like biodiversity in San Francisco? It's because LA is like busy doing other stuff like mm-hmm. checking their Insta or something. Drinking our juices, going yeah. to Hollywood Drinking Boulevard. Juice. Yeah, we're going up our own beach. butts. Somehow always in the same coffee shop every day. Yeah, <laughs> spending $9. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tracy? Please follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Tracy underscore M-A-R-Q. Sorry for the underscore. It's a <laughs> long story. I know it's annoying, but it exists. Um, also follow me on Venmo at Tracy dash Marquez. I'm un- <laughs> currently unemployed. <laughs> okay. So, and also hire Tracy. Yeah. Hire me. Hire Tracy. She's fantastic. Follow I'm her desperate. on Twitter and Venmo. <laughs> um, and thank you both really so much for joining me. I had a great time and found all of this really fascinating. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thanks so much. It was great. Of course. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our associate producer is Emily Feld. Our engineer is Jeremy Schmidt. And our executive anthro producer is Brett Kushner. Bad Science is edited by Lucas Bollinger, and our social media is managed by Blue Whale Media. Shout out to EJ and Kate. I love you. Don't tell my girlfriend. Oh, follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Pod. If there's a movie you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to email at badscienceatseeker.com. That's badscienceatseeker.com. And please leave us an iTunes review. Give us five stars. I sound like an Uber driver. But it does help. It makes sure people know about the podcast, which we really appreciate. Thanks for listening. Bye.